You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Well, it's week three of our Bible study series on the book of Philippians. And if you struggle with confidence, then we have the answers for you. So grab your girlfriend, download the study guide, and join us. That's coming up. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season eight, episode number 31. Well, welcome back to See Here Love, and you joined us for chapter three of our four-part series on a conversation about Philippians with my good friends, Alita and Krista. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks Hello. for having us. Good to be here. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we are now at chapter three, our third week. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? And highlight from chapter one and two or something that you've learned. I feel great. I'm loving this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the thing for me was probably about generosity last week. That was our focus. Yeah. And just, I don't know, it, it kind of spurred a lot yeah. of thoughts for me on how I can live a more generous life, more with my time and where God has me positioned even just in our neighborhood and with my neighbors. So that's been a real life application. So thanks for kind of sharing that with us last week. Oh, so yeah. good. Krista, yeah, what about for good. you? Well, there's a few things. Okay. I think probably as we go all the way back into chapter one and we see this idea uh, the overarching theme of the importance of community mm-hmm. and just what that needs to be in our lives. And, and then Paul is actually exp- explaining it through mm-hmm. these pieces around, you know, the, the idea of joy and the idea that we um, need to be in unity together. Mm-hmm. And all of those pieces just come together so beautifully. Yeah. And probably I have to say, despite all of the, the content that we're learning, I really feel like this concept of sitting around opening up the word of God and talking mm. together about what God is teaching us in the yeah, scripture is powerful. Yes, it is. And I really hope that all of your listeners, the people who tune in, mm-hmm. um, they will be blessed by this and that they will want to do this for themselves yes. because I feel like I love me, yes, I love that's what, I love you're saying that, you know, yeah. that you're saying this, Krista, because what I love the most about doing this series is that you know our viewers and listeners are writing us and DMing us and saying, wow, like the scriptures are coming alive. There's learnings I never even knew. I didn't even know that Philippians had these things in it that are really helpful for my life. And some are saying, I'm like rediscovering Jesus and what he's about. And that's our heart. Like we want people to discover him. And so that's been really exciting for me. And I love that we've been talking about living in community living a generous life. And now today for chapter three, Krista, I know you're going to be kind of walking us through living with confidence. And I know every woman, especially is like, woo, finally, we get some talk about something that they really struggle with. And how do we become more confident women and live a life of confidence? Well, here we go. Chapter three. There it is. Yeah. And we look at the, uh, Paul opens up chapter three and he says here, Finally, my brothers, he says, rejoice in the Lord. So this is really key that he says this in here. And you're like, well, where does confidence come in here? And well, we'll get there. It's good. He says, you can rejoice. You can rejoice because of what Christ has done for you. Mm -hmm. And as I rejoice, it changes my mindset. It changes how I show up in the world. And Mm -hmm. that's why 
we talk in this chapter that the main theme really comes down to finding our confidence in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Our culture tells us an entirely different story about where we get our confidence. And it's something that I need to conjure up in my life every day based on me, based on what I've done, based on where I've been, based on what I wear. Mm -hmm. All of those things become issues that really Mm -hmm. sabotage the true uh, confidence that we find in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So as we look that at this, really good at, he yeah. says, he says, I love this. He says, it is no trouble for me to write this to you. He says, because it's a safeguard for you. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you go, what do you mean by that? So yeah. even if we just rest in that mm-hmm. verse for just a minute, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that Paul is saying, remember to rejoice. And this idea of joy and rejoicing, it floods this entire letter. But he's reminding them again, you need to rejoice because as you focus on rejoicing, you focus on what Christ has done for you, Mm -hmm. it will guard you against patterns and actions that are not in alignment with God's Mm. plan for you. It's really powerful. That's very, very powerful. It is. It's like when I actually take the time to rejoice. So if, if we want to dissect that word just a little bit here, and we look at this word rejoice. In the Greek, the word translated rejoice literally means to be favorably disposed to God's grace, Mm -hmm. to be favorably Favorably disposed. disposed. It literally means that when I practice rejoicing, Mm -hmm. being favorably disposed, ready, willing, agreeable, that's what the word means, to Mm -hmm. be disposed, I am leaning into God's gift of grace in my life. So when I rejoice, Mm. I am leaning into what Jesus has done for me, which completely changes my focus and where I garner my confidence. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the key. Yeah. Because where we garner our confidence makes all the difference. If I'm doing it from Instagram, Facebook, if I'm doing it from my TikTok, my how many people are following me, how many people are not commenting, then Mm. obviously you see we're having issues with confidence. But if we're saying what you're saying from the Lord, from our confidence from God, that changes everything. Totally does. This last week, um, I was in one of those moments because a lack of confidence shows up in our lives in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It can even show up in those moments where, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot to do that. Or, oh, you know, like those Mm -hmm. kinds of statements where we're just down on ourselves and externally it comes out like an apology or I'm so, I can't believe I forgot that. Or, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. such an airhead or like my standard line, I'm blonder than I pay to be. You know, those (laughs) kinds of things come Mm -hmm. out of my mouth. And the fact of the matter is, I I lack confidence in who I am, and so that's why I say things like that. And it's interesting that this last week I was doing that. I was gushing on with a friend about I'd forgotten to tell her something that I thought she knew. And I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Mm. She goes to me, she says, don't worry about it, Krista. I need so much grace, I willingly give it. Mm. That's beautiful. And that's confidence. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful confidence Mm that I don't get it all the time. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't have a great resume, but I'm not gonna show up and really lean into that. I'm just gonna lean up into giving you grace Mm -hmm. because as I rejoice, I am favorably disposed to God's grace in my life. Mm -hmm. The ticket for us is though, that is so difficult to practice on a daily basis. So when I say that and I talk about that, like, you know, 
How do you practice that kind of rejoicing slash grace in your life, mm -hmm. Melinda? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, good question. I think, you know, always it starts with me. So I am my harshest critic. I can be very unkind to myself when I evaluate how I am, how I look, what I say, what I do. And so I've had to really guard against, you know, things that I perceive that are bad about myself and speak that. But I will say too, Krista, one of the things about grace and this is that I also give grace very freely because I've received much grace. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, I grew up in a missionary family, I knew Jesus at a young age, but through my teen years and even early 20s, I chose not to follow him. And I did my own thing and I hurt a lot of people and I hurt myself and I had a broken relationship with God. But the thing about grace is, you know, my parents forgave me and, and called me home. My church community mm -hmm. saw past this facade and saw the heart of me and said, you are good and we love you. And God, every time hearing him saying, I have never left you. I keep pursuing you no matter what you do. And so when you have received much grace, you do give much grace back because I could never withhold it because I have received so much. And so, you know, I'm here. I say, you know, when I speak at a lot of women's conferences or events, I say I'm here because of the grace of God and the grace of God's people mm. who love me in spite of myself, that's in beautiful. spite of the things that beautiful. I have done. And yeah. so that's, I think that's the key. And you know, as you express this to us, you mm. realize that that expression in this group as we sit here is a form of rejoicing. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a form of rejoicing and mm -hmm. God is so blessed when we do it. And in those moments when we stop and we remember what God has done for us, yes. it changes everything yes. for us. It changes our mindset. And Paul goes on in this passage of scripture and he kind of flushes it out mm -hmm. a little bit for mm -hmm. us. And he says, in verse two, watch mm -hmm. out for those who drag you down. Now this is really <laughs> strong language. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. really strong language. It was understood by the original Jewish uh, readers that this was pejorative language that was really describing what was happening in the culture, but it mm -hmm. also described people who ascribed to the law of Moses. In other words, people who were like all about what we do Mm -hmm. uh, we got to watch out for that. We need to safeguard ourselves against that mindset that following a bunch of rules or prescribing or subscribing to the culture mm -hmm. is going to actually build my confidence. And neither one of those ways of thinking has any value. Mm -hmm. And that Paul says, because if it had value, man, I'm all that in a bag of chips and I, you know, I won the lottery. Mm -hmm. And he goes on in here and he gives his whole resume of what an awesome person he is. Yeah. And he says, but I count it all as loss. Mm -hmm. And the question we ask, and Alita, I ask you this question just because, you know, it's a fun question to ask because it's like a hot seat question. <laughs> ready. No. Okay. So the hot seat question is, where do you find your confidence? Is it in your doing or is it in your being? Oh, it's big. <laughs> that is a very... All the weight Heart. of that question yes. is on you. Right. Or, this, yes. this is the question that everybody asks, yes. right? You know, we, this, I don't think I'm going to solve it in one in one quick answer. I wish mm -hmm. that I could, mm -hmm. but I will say that it's definitely something I've struggled with, like most of us, uh, because for a long time, even when I was a stay-at-home mom full time, my identity was really wrapped up in that. So when mm -hmm. people asked, "What did what? Who are you?" I'm a mom. Like that was what my identity was wrapped up in. 
And then as you know, things have progressed, that's the question, what do you do? That's the question that people ask mm -hmm. you. And so mm -hmm. then it's even just maybe we don't even realize that that's what we come to believe about ourselves, that I am what I do. Yeah. And I had a, the, I guess a short way of answering this question would be, I have found, let's call it a hack, mm -hmm. uh, in that about 2018, I think it was, I reached a point of burnout for no particular reason. It was just, we were too busy, really, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. We were just too busy. And so I read a book about Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I'm going to start doing Sabbath. And I, when I started, and then we started as a family, it's very simple. It was like a half day on Fridays type of thing. And mm -hmm. it's evolved since then. But what I discovered in that was be, just by the very nature of Sabbath being what it is, I had to learn to just be and sit with mm -hmm. the Lord rather than just do, 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 mm -hmm. do. And That's so powerful. for yeah. myself, it became this really powerful, okay, as I've learned to do that, I am a value and worth to the Lord, not because of what I'm doing, yeah, but just by being really in His good, presence. And, I, and I've learned yeah, that do we, yeah. being busyness doesn't equal faithfulness. Yeah, totally. And so that's where I've landed, and I don't. I hope that helps yeah, somebody. Just yeah. that resting in Him. Well, mm -hmm. as we close this portion of what we're talking about here, it's really important to see that Paul has said, "You know what? My confidence is not in what I do; yeah. it's in what I, who I be, who I <laughs> yeah, be in yeah, Christ." Exactly. Right. And so he says, "Therefore, I press on and I go. Right. I go forward." So the other piece that really helps with confidence is don't dwell on what happened back then. Right. Yes. Look forward to what God's got for like you that. out there. Mm -hmm. And really mm -hmm. press into the moment mm -hmm. of rejoicing right now with mm -hmm. what you've got right in front of you. Mm -hmm. That is powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. So much to talk about, but mm -hmm. we need to take a break. For you, our viewers and listeners, make sure you download the study guide, please, at seeherelove.com slash study guide. There are so many things. I have some thoughts, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Season 8 is all about getting to know you, the See Her Love community. Here are four ways to connect. Number one, watch See Her Love anytime and anywhere on YouTube and Castle Media. Number two, listen to the See Her Love podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Number three, engage by visiting seeherlove.com or my personal favorite, follow at seeherlove on Instagram. Finally, number four, give to See Her Love in Crossroads by visiting seeherlove.com slash give. It is deafening. The noise of countless voices shouting thousands of messages, challenging values, chafing at history. One cause is overwritten by another, and yet one more, until any chance of unity is lost in the confusion. But there is a timeless clarion voice speaking hope, security, and life. It is God's voice in the Bible. A strong, clear signal in the deafening racket that reveals Christ and extends His invitation to a transformed life of goodness, joy, and peace. The Canadian Bible Society is compelled to make God's voice heard clearly above the noise. I'm here in my hometown of Burlington, Ontario, hanging out downtown in our village square. And as I walk these cobblestone streets, I realize that it has taken a village to ensure that See Here Love's mission and vision is shared across Canada, around the world, that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. As a body of Christ, there is hope for us to grow and reconstruct together. We couldn't do this work without you sharing life-changing stories of what Jesus is doing in people's lives, stories of hope, and freedom and healing in areas that matter to me and to you. I want to have the faith to believe that His plan is good even when it's taking that detour that I don't really understand. 
We have so much more to do and so many more people to reach with the life-changing message of Jesus. For a monthly donation of $25 or more, you can help us do just that. And we'll send you a special thank you gift of our favorite things. Go to seeherelove.com slash give or call 1-800-265-3100 and join our See Here Love Village today. All right, we are back and ready to go. Um, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying about the being and doing, and I that's a big thing because even within church context, uh, what you do and your productivity equals value. Right. And it's not, I'm not trying to be on the church I'm, or families, but we have created this culture that you are more valuable by what you do, what you produce. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like mark that if you're doing that, oh, you're very valuable. You are a contributor. You are a, and this whole idea of being and not doing, like actually starts giving me a little anxiety. Totally. Because I am a doer. Yeah. This is a, this is a big learning for me, this one, because I'm always like, do, 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 do. And even it's like, I got to go and do this because I'm in ministry. Mm -hmm. But the being, it's huge. It, this is huge. It is. I've underlined it, yeah. and I know many of our, our the people who are with us here are probably underlying that it's, you're saying it's being. Yeah. It's, not, it's not in the doing. So there's some, were you going to say something, Alita? Go ahead. Okay, I was just oh. going to say in verse 10, uh, I've got it in caps here in my notes. Mm-hmm. Paul states this. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. He makes a really bold statement about what he wants. Mm-hmm. And one of the powerful questions that we need to ask ourselves as women is, what do I want? Yeah. What do I want? Do I want Christ? Do I want to be in him? Do I want to find my confidence mm-hmm. in him? Or am I going to continue the mad scramble mm-hmm. of trying to fix it myself? And it sounds so fundamental, but mm-hmm. it really is a powerful question that we have to ask ourselves because we don't do it well. It requires a massive step of faith to go, I am going to find my worth, my my confidence, yeah. my sense of self, my being mm-hmm. in Christ yeah. and the power of what he did yeah. for me. Right. right. But I think it's hard though, Krista, because I think yeah. people say like, that sounds good. I know. But actually, how I do you know. actually do that when right. we are in a society and culture that your confidence is built on what other people think of you. Like like we said, how many followers you have, you know, all of these things. And so it, there's a lot of noise and confusion. And it's like, how do we have our confidence in Christ? What does that actually look like when it's so easy to kind of find your confidence and value in others? Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. It's the it's question. One, right. It's like I heard uh, a pastor say, uh, he talked about, you know, I show up with my resume and I don't really put any value in my redemption. Mm-hmm. There's this idea where we just, uh, we forget what Christ has done for us that has created who we are, that we have this life in him. Mm-hmm. And we actually go back to my resume. But when Christ died for us, he actually took his resume and he placed his resume over our lives. He qualified us to stand in the presence of Almighty God because of what He did when He died on a cross for us. And we don't live oftentimes like that's true. We know it's true, but it doesn't inform how we show up in the world because we, we, it's, we're sabotaged by all the voices around yeah. us. And I would say, 
this is why we're doing a Bible study. <laughs> exactly. This is why we're in the Word. Mm -hmm. Because as we're in the Word, we learn and we grow and we know what's true. Right. So, application. Application. Application time. I, can yes. I just yep. say ahead, one yep, thing? Please. And I think that this is a, a form of application, just to say something that you said triggered this thought in my mind that it's okay to do. Doing isn't bad right. or yeah. wrong. It only becomes wrong when the doing outweighs the being. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. that sometimes we we feel like it's either or, but it, it's it's yeah. it's really so we can right. do things in the name of Jesus. It's just it's just well, it's motivation, right? The yeah, doing right. is in our motivation. Yeah. Right. But you're absolutely right. right. I, obviously, like doing like putting on right. a show, right. there's a doing right. for it. But I think when it is this obsessive I only am valuable by what I do. Right, exactly. That's when we have that's when we have a challenge. Right. But that's, that's really exhausting. good. And it's, it's so exhausting. It's exhausting Very. when we live like this. There's a really great question that we ask in Crucial Conversations training, and it's it's one of my favorite questions. Am I behaving like what I really want? Hmm. So hmm. is what I'm doing aligned with what I want? So the doing's not a bad thing. Right. But what is my motivation? Right. That is a very powerful question. So, question. Okay, because I was I'm getting ready for it. I'm actually getting like okay, I'm getting ready because these are big questions about what, confidence. You know, when we talk about mm -hmm. we talk about mm -hmm. call pressing forward. What are we allowing in our past to immobilize us, impeding <laughs> our ability to continue on this journey mm -hmm. of joy and confidence? What are we allowing from our past? What stories? That's such a good. Yeah. It's a very personal it question. It is personal. Uh, but what are the stories that we are allowing to inform how we mm -hmm. move forward? Mm -hmm. I think generally. Let me just start a general. I think yeah. it, there comes a lot from family of origin, where mm -hmm. and I've heard this from a lot of women. What my mom said about me, what my dad said about me, what my mom and dad did not say about me, yeah. how I did not feel love or safety in my home. So family of origin is a huge one that actually informs a lot of times how we live out and how we are in our confidence. That's why being a parent, I'm a bonus parent, it is so important I know more to speak life and encouragement mm -hmm. over our kids. Like mm -hmm. it's just, that's really big. Uh, I think that the, the things that have been hard for me, uh, you know, I think coming to Canada as a young brown Filipino woman so I had gender and ethnicity. Uh, I, I, I experienced a racism and bias and prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. And I have not let that define me or hold me back, but there have been, you know, a, a few moments where I have felt that insecurity because of that, because of what was said to me. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to really work at what is true, what are lies, uh, what are what people say because they're jealous or want control or power over me. And then what does God say about me as a beloved daughter, as, as someone who has gifting and passions that he wants to see into yes. the world? So yes. I would say the holdbacks can be that from family origin, can be the experiences, can be what an ex-boyfriend said, can be what a teacher said, can be what a boss said. But I've had to really work out and, I, and I align it and say, this is what they said, but what does God say about me? Mm -hmm. If it's a character thing though, Krista, that's another thing where I would work on my character. But if it's a if it's a if it's a lie, if it's something because of control or power, then I just push totally, that aside. Totally. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great quote that I found just yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, a Christ-like life is not a moment to achieve; it is a goal to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I love good. that. I love that because it's not. 
it's not just today. There's not like, oh, I didn't get it today. I'm no good. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's every day. We, we walk in the direction of taking our confidence from who, how Christ defines us. And that actually requires that each of us go back into the Word of God and see what he requires, right. mm -hmm. see what he says. Yeah. You, you can't conjure this up on your own or have some good feelings about it and have some nice words that you, you know, hang in your kitchen. Yeah. You actually need to go into the word of God and go wash over me, Jesus, show me out of your word, what I need to do, how I need to show up, how I need to trust you. And mm -hmm. Paul reminds us of this uh, in this particular chapter, when we talk about how we're gonna be like Jesus in every area of our life, he says, I need to rejoice, I need to know Christ and the power of his mm -hmm. resurrection. And then he says, I need to forget what's behind and keep my that's eyes good. on Jesus. So that's the question. That's the question. How do you keep your eyes on Jesus? And I think this is more interesting, I don't mean to point like this, but <laughs> because you work in ministry, yeah. is it harder to I know this is because it's like you're in ministry, you're, you're doing the work already. Mm -hmm. But yeah, how do you remain close to Jesus in even ministry work? I, you know what? I think that there's a very big difference between knowing a lot about him and knowing him. Mm -hmm. And so my prayer for always has been, give me you all day long. I don't want to know a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff just about you. Mm -hmm. I don't want this just to be a job. Like if you never paid me ever again, I would still wake up tomorrow morning and open my Bible and spend time with him. That's been my habit since I fell in love with studying scripture at about 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a thing that I had to, much like, I always liken it to exercise. Nobody wants to wake up at five or 5.30 to go exercise. And it's hard, but you train yourself to do it. You get over that 21 day habit formation mm -hmm. and then it just becomes a thing that you do, a rhythm. And I trained myself early on. And so now I'm, you know, in my upper 30s. So it's been a while mm -hmm. and I, that's my rhythm for in intentional time with him, reading scripture, pouring over it, and not because it's my job. I do that elsewhere in my day mm -hmm. for sermon prep or mm -hmm. Bible study prep, and it's a joy and an honor to do that. But my time with him in the morning is about me and him. I want to know mm -hmm. him because I love him and he's the love of my life. And so um, that's how I do it. Now, I know that different people have different rhythms. It is not a prescriptive thing, right? right? So I would yeah. never want to put that on somebody mm -hmm. else's shoulders, but that's how I have remained mm -hmm. close with him throughout well, the years. That's mm -hmm. good, so, Alita, that's good. good. And you know, I think that as we uh, bring this down to the end here, I think that it's really important that we remember that for each of us, we're at a different stage in our journey mm -hmm. with Jesus, and you're not gonna gain all the confidence in the world by reading your Bible for 30 days. Right. Right. But what's gonna happen mm -hmm. is that God's gonna bring truth to your mind mm. that you looked at last week or something that you looked at this mm. morning that's going to inform the moment you're in mm -hmm. where that lack of confidence hits. That's, right. that's, that's what that's what he does. Right. So there's not a magic prescription, no. but there is a lifelong journey yeah. that we pursue. And I will say this too. The other important thing is as women, we need to be confidence builders. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the that's greatest great. yes. thing that has helped me along the way in living a life of confidence is when my girlfriends have come up and said, you go girl. Yeah. Yeah. And not in any That's jealousy yeah. or any kind, but with a heart full of, I wanna see God do great things in you, Melinda. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to speak it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there for you. I will not gossip about you. If there's an issue, I'm going to come to you and not talk about it with another person. Mm. I am for you. And so I will, I will be that. And when you have that, and I'm so big on finding your community and women mm-hmm. be the greatest champions of yeah, other women. Yeah, totally. That will completely help. I believe in living with confidence, mm. you know, knowing whose we are and who's for us mm. and, 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 and leaning into God, this whole idea of the being and then having your people speak that life into okay. will change everything. Totally. So thank you so much. This was rich. There's mm-hmm. so much. And again, viewers and listeners, remember, uh, you need to go and read chapter three of Philippians so that you can get the fullness of what we're talking about. If you haven't downloaded the study guide, please do at seeherlove.com slash study guide. And if you've missed chapter one and two, go back onto our YouTube channel on See Here Love and you can watch those shows. So thank you again, Alita and Krista. I'm looking forward to our final, final chapter of the series next week on living out your faith. What a great way to end. Absolutely. And to you, know that as you live in community, as you live a generous life, as you live with confidence, you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply, deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.